0: You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck.
1: In my lifetime, I expect to see three, four, perhaps even more women on the high court bench. Women not shaped from the same mold, but of different complexions.
0: Good evening and welcome back to United States of Women for the third episode of our first season. I am once again joined by the lovely Jessica. Hello. So, we're in Delaware. We are still in Delaware. Delaware. For those of you just joining us, um, this podcast is generally about awesome women who don't get the recognition that they deserve. Mm-hmm. like we we all know the awesome, you know, national figures, the Susan B Anthony's, the Susan B Anthony's, the um the Harriet Tubmans, Abigail Adams, Abigail Adams, all of those lovely women who have done so much, so so much for the United States and for mm-hmm. history. But there are so many more who just got overlooked, and by way of exemplifying that, I mm-hmm. think is how difficult it was for me to find information on today's woman.
1: Really? Yeah, because even she's, though Delaware has that like Hall of Fame of women too, so yeah. So just despite Delaware's efforts to put together the Hall of Fame of woman women
0: and they have a web a Wikipedia page for that haul, and it's got her name on it, and you click the link and her Wikipedia page is like three sentences. And when you click on, when you Google her, you get all these sites that basically repeat the same three sentences verbatim from the Wikipedia page. Wow. Like, it was it was ridiculous. I actually got a chunk of information for this episode from her obituary and a resolution passed by the Delaware General Assembly really? regarding her. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, most everything just had those same three sentences, which
1: just kills me. Because I just, I, I have a hard... Don't do don't know? tell me one of those sentences were like, the wife of... <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, Lock, thank like, gosh. Not that, not that. But like,
0: it talked about her one accomplishment when you know you get digging in here particularly this this resolution passed by the general assembly goes into all of the things that she's done awesome and she's just a fantastic woman and you're like how does how does Wikipedia not
1: have any information on her about how this? How is there not somebody out there that just hasn't discovered this woman yet and hasn't filled her Wikipedia page yet? Right? Maybe we should do it. Maybe we should, like, what do you, join Wikipedia so you can edit articles or something? I think so. I think that's how that works.
0: I don't know. I just use Wikipedia and I'm very thankful for them and they're a wonderful tool, but I have not ever figured out how to edit the pages. But so. The woman we are talking about today Mm -hmm. is Vera Gillibard Davis. Ooh, Vera Davis. Vera Davis. Okay, and she is nicknamed the Grand Dame of Delaware Politics.
1: You mean to tell me a a woman with the name of Grand Dame of Delaware Politics only has a three-sentence Wikipedia page? Yes. That is what I'm telling you. Was that one of the sentences? She was the Grand Dame? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um, but how did she get that name? That's not right. just a name that just that's, randomly gets handed to you. That's like a name that you earn. Exactly. Exactly. So,
0: I also learned some very interesting things about Delaware in general and all of the really awesome awards you can win in Delaware. Um, for instance, and we'll get into it more in depth, but she won Mother of the Year because that's a that's an award you can get in Delaware. Is mother of the year? I mean, mothers do deserve praise. They do. But I have never known a state to offer that as an award, like an, an official state award. Huh. So it's always very impressive to
1: me. But I feel like there's a state, and I can't remember what the state, but I remember learning about a competition for the best, is it like husband caller, where it's like a bunch of women like calling their husband's name and how they get <laughs> their attention whoever has the best call. It'd be like like a woman just going, Charles <laughs> Like that. And it's like, yes, Charles, the Charles woman won. I like I can't it. remember what state it was.
0: <laughs> now that that was not what came to mind when you made that statement. <laughs> but
1: that is so much better. Oh no, 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 not like calling their husbands' names as they so but more like how they get their husbands. Like, I, it's probably, I imagine, a farming community in which you have like huge range of space between your spouse and you have to like yell for dinner or something.
0: <laughs> that would be my, who's got, essentially, that's who's got the best set of lungs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, so some background information real quick before we get into it, because we will be talking Delaware politics. Ooh. So in Delaware, the entirety of the legislative branch is called the General Assembly, okay. and it is a bicameral. So for those of you not familiar with the term, it's got two houses, much so, like our federal. Yeah, a lot
1: like our Congress.
0: Mm-hmm. A House of Representatives and a Senate. But instead of being called an overall Congress, they are called the General Assembly of Delaware. Hmm. Okay. And I ran across Vera actually searching up somebody else. Okay, And so I want to briefly talk about her because she definitely deserves at least a little bit of recognition. Her name is Florence Wood Mm-hmm. And she was born April 18th, 1970. And she was the first woman elected to the House of Representatives, so to the General Assembly. In
1: 1970?
0: No, no, no. 1870. Oh,
1: 1870. Oh, okay. 1870. I was going
0: <laughs> to say, like, whoa, that's she, way late. <laughs> she was born in 1870. But in 1924, she was the first woman elected to the General Assembly of Delaware for either house. Oh, okay. Okay. She only served one term, hmm. but her big focus was tuberculosis. And she actually pushed through a bill that funded the first tuberculosis hospital in Delaware. Oh, that's very awesome. Yeah, so she's very, very cool. But she only served one term. So not much is really known about her after that and or really before that. So she's, she's a little lost to history. But when I was working through her, trying to find information on her, I ran across Vera Davis. Now, Vera Davis was born in 1894. Okay. So, just before the turn of the into the 20th century. She was so her public service life began in 1919 as a suffragette. Okay. Okay, so she was running around and even I found what little information I could, she was actually related to not related to, but in the movement with Annie Jump Cannon, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, all right, and Mary Strahd, who we talked about last last week. week, so she's running around with those ladies like kicking butt, taking names, <laughs> and she turns around in 1920 mm-hmm. for Kent County. So they've got the city council, which is called the Kent County Committee Council. Okay, okay. She runs a contentious race against the incumbent and wins.
1: Woo-hoo. So she
0: gets elected to Kent County. I mean, we're just talking women finally having the right to vote. Like, this is one of the first years, the first elections where women have the right to vote. Brand new. And she she wins. Oh. So she starts out with that. And then while she is going through, so I'd like to point out that while she's doing all of these next steps that I'm going to walk through, mm-hmm. she is at the same time... Teaching, full time. Okay. Wow. Right. Okay.
1: But so that's yeah. more than a full time job. Teaching is
0: right. So <laughs> she then she does not stick around anywhere long at mm. all, at all. So in 1927, so seven years after her first win, she becomes the first woman bill clerk for the House of Representatives. Okay so this is this is a full-time staff job at the legislature so she's not elected there yet.
1: So that bill clerk that they they handle the bills like they pass them around but what do bill Correct. clerks
0: do? So bill clerks operate basically they're they're not legal secretaries they're more than that mm-hmm. but they basically they do all of the edits to bills so okay. anything that gets changed, you, know, you, you have the big debate on the floor, mm-hmm. and somebody goes, throw that in the bill. The bill clerk now has to figure out how to make that work. So they have to- And how to, to word it correctly how to word so it. that once it becomes law, it doesn't get
1: Correct. twisted or manipulated.
0: Or, yeah. So she's the first woman to serve in that position. She then gets becomes the first woman to serve as the secretary of the Senate in Delaware. Same position, but now in the Senate, so in the upper chamber. Okay. Okay. So then she turns around in 1946. Mm-hmm. So you know, she'd been an educator full time, doing this stuff in the legislature full time, and still part of the Kent County Committee. Like, I mean, she, she's running around all over the frickin' place. 1946, she becomes the first woman senator in Delaware. She gets elected to the Delaware Senate.
1: Wow. First woman,
0: yes. It takes her only three years -hmm. To become the first woman president pro tempore of the Senate. So, to basically become Mitch McConnell of the Delaware Senate. Wow. Yeah. Only in three years. Three years. That's all it took her. She was like, no, no, no. I'm getting things done. I am getting things done. So, she serves in that role again, only for three years because then she turns around and gets herself elected to the House of Representatives to become the majority leader of the House of Representatives. So she's just like bouncing all over the place like I'm going to fix this and then I'm going to go over here and I'm going to fix this and I'm going to go over here and I fix that. And then she gets the big one. Literally four years later. Mm -hmm. So 1952, she becomes the first woman to serve as the House Majority Leader Mm -hmm. in Delaware. 1956, she becomes, she gets elected State treasurer. So she is going she now serves as the first female state treasurer. Also the first woman to elected to a statewide office.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, 1956. 1950- Six. So, like, a, a lot of stuff is going on right now in the world, too. Right. That's where we sort of got all the men coming back from the war. And then we actually kind of sort of felt like a, a downfall after the suffragette movement of women sort of going back into the roles of taking care of the home and stuff like that as they took yeah, care You of get
0: you get all the conversations about, you know, Rosie the Riveter mm-hmm. went back to the kitchen after World War II. Yeah. And, like, you get a lot of that discussion, like... Mm-hmm. You know, yes, yeah, she served her country. She stepped out of the house when needed to be. But now that the men are back, she went home. Yeah.
1: But then we also have this then. first ever state, female state treasurer exactly. going on. And nobody knows about this woman. And she has a three sentence Wikipedia right? article.
0: Oh, and, and she's also raising kids at this point. Like she's, she's well, in the middle like, of raising uh, two, two sons. Um <laughs> So, she's raising two boys Mm -hmm. and kicking butt. So, she, then, when she gets done being state treasurer, she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done being state treasurer. She does not decide, like, okay, now I'm done done. She decides that she's going to jump on the bandwagon of fixing bureaucracy. Ah, She's just. She's gonna I'm fix the fix, bureaucracy. Fix it all, huh? Mm-hmm. So I she she served uh, as the st- on the state board of charities, mm-hmm. where she was chiefly responsible um, for taking. So they were trying to do this thing in Delaware. There were all these little welfare agencies, like all the different agencies that are doing. So essentially, like food stamps are one agency mm-hmm. and Medicaid's one agency yeah. and housing's a separate agency. And you know, so she gets in charge and she's like, no, 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 we're just going to bring the, all of this is now going to be mine. Mm-hmm. And so they consolidate all of the welfare agencies in Delaware, which would slow down red tape and mm-hmm. help move things along a little quicker. So she becomes the department of, or she becomes the She forms the State Board of Welfare, is what it's called, initially. And it is now Delaware's Department of Health and Human Services. So she basically creates Delaware's version of Health and Human Services by just taking all of the various little agencies and being like, come to me. Let's let's condense this into one box. Exactly. So she spends the next 10, 15 years getting that handled, getting that accomplished, making and continuing to push to pass laws so while she's doing this you know she's over here in the executive branch getting things Mm -hmm. done and she's still wagging her finger at the legislator like don't make me come back (laughs) don't make me come back and she actually helps so the first reason I, i came across her was she was a central figure in helping to get delaware to pass the uh Equal Rights Amendment passed in Congress. Okay. By Congress. So she was a big proponent of helping to make that happen. She worked with um, Margaret Manning mm-hmm. and with uh, Henrietta. And I'm missing Henrietta's name. Last name. Henrietta Johnson. That's what I thought it was, but I was concerned. So she works with... Margaret Manning and Henrietta Johnson to get uh, the Delaware uh, General Assembly to pass that amendment in Delaware, keeping its first in the nation kind of status, Passing. being the first to pass that equal rights amendment, which just got its thirty eighth state ratification last month. Right, that was two months ago, Virginia. What was
1: it? Tennessee, I believe. Tennessee.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, it now has to go to the courts because it technically expired in
1: 1982. Yeah, I've I've heard about that on NPR. Yeah. They managed to pass it. But they're like, well, it had an expiration date. Like, what kind of, how does equal rights have an expiration date? So, unfortunately, Vera would pass away
0: before seeing that passed by Delaware, but she was one of the central figures to really kind of push for it and really kind of lay the groundwork, being like, no, 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 this needs to be done. Mm -hmm. This needs to be, this needs to get, this needs to happen. Um, So, she would not live to see it, but I definitely feel like she was. Smiling down when that happened. Um, Some of the other things that she did during this (laughs) monumentous Mm -hmm. time is she served on the Dover Century Club since 1915, which was another charitable organization. Mm -hmm. She served as the um, head of the Kent Hospital So on the Kent General Hospitals Board of Directors. Mm -hmm. So she was running hospitals while she was doing all of this. (laughs) And as we talked about, you know, being a mother of two, she actually won that Delaware Mother of the Year in 1962.
1: 1962, Mother of the
0: Year. Mother
1: of the Year. Wow. Do they still have the Mother of the Year in Delaware? I could not find it, but I think they do.
0: I'm going with they do because it's just, it's mothers really
1: need more recognition, right? Like it's just, every mother should be the mother of the year, but yeah.
0: But so she was in public service. She, she served on the Kent, uh, general hospital board of directors until she died until Mm -hmm. her passing. Um, she passed on May 5th, 1974. Hmm. And part of the reason I know and we are able to find anything about her is she was so important that the Delaware General Assembly passed a resolution Mm -hmm. in her honor the day that she died, Mm -hmm. the day after she died, discussing her entire life and seeking a moment of silence in her honor.
1: Oh, wow. Well, she yeah. did
0: do a lot for Delaware. So. She she did a ton. She did a ridiculous... And she's another one like Mary last week. Like, just had her hands in everything. She's
1: yeah. like, I'm over here. Now I'm over here. You can't catch me. Can't I don't know how they slept ever. <laughs> right? Now I'm like sitting here looking at my life like, <laughs> what
0: have I done? Well, and so one of the most interesting pieces, and I, I didn't get into it originally because I wanted to kind of give you her whole story... But she actually, her initial election, and she was with the same party throughout her life, but Mm -hmm. she won the Kent committee Mm -hmm. chair position after a contentious Republican primary. So she was part of the Republican party Mm -hmm. her entire life, Um, which just kind of shows how different the parties. The get. parties
1: have drastically changed since their origins. Yeah, well, <laughs> they pretty
0: much flip flopped, haven't they?
1: They have pretty much flip flopped. But
0: even in the 1920s, we're looking at a Republican Party being fairly conservative mm-hmm. because the 1920s, 1930s, you start to see the rise of FDR in the Democrats, and mm-hmm. you start to see all of those changes. Um, so you know this is this is a particular melding point in history when she's starting out and doing all of her service the The parties are don't know where they are at this mm-hmm. point so but it's just it's very interesting because if I were to you know have started this out with Vera Gillibrand, you know, a Republican senator in Delaware, I feel like a lot of people would have just written her off and or if I had said you know what Democrat Delaware, a senator from Delaware, a lot of people would have written her off. Yeah. So I just and I think her all of her accomplishments are so impressive that I I wanted to save that kind of for last Mm in what actual party she represented. Yeah, because she's just she's so awesome and she's so cool and she deserves the respect. She also deserves more than three sentences on Wikipedia. But (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So. Hi, Travis. So that is Vera Gillibard Davis. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the other connected women with her um, were, one of the other ones was Margaret Manning, who came after her uh, and served in the General Assembly from 1956 until 1976. So there's definitely that overlap there. Like basically Mm -hmm. Vera left and Margaret came on and was like,
1: okay, I'm going to continue though.
0: I'm going to take over. I'm going to take over. Um, So, but yeah, Vera, I I just, I do. I love that title, the Grand Dame of Delaware Politics. Like, that's the kind of title I want when I Mm -hmm. die. Yep. (laughs) Like, that's, I want people to know me like that.
1: (laughs) I'll make sure it's on your stone. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. (laughs) But yeah, so no, it's, but it's really interesting. Um, And one of the stories told by actually Margaret's son uh, to a news reporter after Margaret died Mm -hmm. was how the women of that time, Severa, Margaret, Henrietta, all those people, Mm -hmm. would actually come in and, because they could tell that something was going on, like, Deals were being made in the men's room. Mm -hmm. The women's restroom was right next door. And so they would go into the women's restroom and lean up against the wall and listen in. Listen through the vents and stuff. Listen through the vents to figure out what was going on. And apparently, Margaret Manning had a a saying that, you know, there's more than one way to fight for women's rights. Mm -hmm. Which I just, I adored. And obviously, I would love to do episodes on every single female senator and representative from Delaware at that moment in that time frame, but um, I think Vera just her her time was her all of her various accomplishments were would have been amazing in of themselves, but she just was such a trailblazer that I think she deserves a lot more recognition than she gets than the three sentences on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm not going to get over that. I'm just mm-hmm. not. Uh, but if you do want to learn more about her. And actually see her, you can. So the Delaware Public Archives mm-hmm. actually is doing, they are in in 2015, they released it online. But so Jessica can currently see, this oh, is wow. what Vera looks like, looked like. And um, her granddaughter submitted, sent to the archives an entire collection of the Davis family photos and mm. portraits, and so they're saved. So you can see, like, Vera in her wedding dress oh, wow. and her two sons around the Christmas tree, and that's that's her granddaughter and her husband. Mm. Um,
1: I wonder if her granddaughter also noticed this three sentence Wikipedia page, maybe, and went, Nope, more photos. <laughs> more photos, you need more, st- here. You need There's more stuff here,
0: not enough here. Um, so you. E- it's it was it's truly awesome to know that that her images at least are still carrying on uh but yeah so the davis collection over at the uh delaware public archives if you happen to be on the on the east coast mm-hmm. and can get there and can get photos of it for us like that would be awesome we would love to see that that would be great cuz they on um, delaware cuz <laughs> cuz they only released like 3 photos so it was like oh <laughs> it's a bummer but yeah so that is vera davis
1: vera davis all right any other questions no one thing i am noting a big central figure i mean we've only done like three episodes so far is education yeah either they're teachers or they're going to college or like education is a Big foundation to change. So, wait, you mean when you educate women, they get
0: uppity? (gasps) Oh. Or when you piss teachers off. Or when you piss teachers off. <laughs> that would be the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any teachers listening, we do appreciate you. Oh, Yes, you guys You're are the foundation family. of our nation. <laughs> we highly, highly appreciate you, uh, and we fully support you going rogue and changing the world for the better. So mm-hmm. go team, go! Uh, but I think with that being said, that wraps. Up the episode for us today. If you have anything you'd like to add, if you know any more about some awesome senators and representatives in Delaware that mm-hmm. <coughs> were connected to Vera, go ahead and tweet at us, write us on Facebook, give us an
1: email. Um if you'd like to find Jessica, Jessica, where can people find you at? I'm on Twitter and I'm as JM Bailey Writes. Awesome. And you can reach me through the Geek Elite Media Twitter at Geek Elite Media. It's also at Geek Elite Media on
0: Instagram. And Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. You can email us at United States of Women at Geek and check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts from our network on our website, geekeletemedia.com. But until next time, this is the United States of Women saying always remember to. Geek out.
1: This concludes our broadcast.